0: A few months ago, maybe like six months ago, time doesn't make any fucking sense anymore. I don't know what year it is. I don't know what day of the week it is. But a while ago, something strange happened at the playground with my kids. Now, it wasn't like Michael's parking lot weird and I didn't do a big broadcast about it, but it was weird. So here's here's what happened. In fact, Tia... Our wonderful caregiver, the incredible woman who helps me take care of my kids, who helps me raise my kids, she can explain what happened a little bit better than I can. This woman came up to me and she was she knew B. She used to babysit for B. She said and um, she knew you and that she was asking about if you still work at Penn, if you still teach there or anything and how how the family is. Right. And then she started asking what I do for you. So, yeah, yeah. But she be never had a babysitter that wasn't you. Yeah. It was it's weird. Yeah, I, know. I was so surprised when you told me. <laughs> <laughs> it's creepy. Did it creep you out? When you told me you don't know her. I don't know her. One. I've never met this woman. I have no it's idea who like she is. I was surprised. So I was freaked out. I was freaked out that this stranger was asking questions about my kids who she had clearly never met. But a part of me also questioned myself because I'm like, well, what did I just forget this woman? Is this my fault? Because the first months after you have a newborn baby are just kind of like being blackout drunk on tequila. So I blew it off. I blew it off. Even though I made a whole episode about how strangers can see our kids on Instagram. It's called the Sharon hood. If you haven't listened yet, it's going to freak you the F out. I didn't think about it again until this influencer that I follow, Jess Kirby, posted something on her feed that made it absolutely inescapable.
1: I wasn't going to say anything about this on here. And maybe I'm going to regret it. But I'm so pissed off right now that I don't care. Someone went up to my babysitter at the park. Make a long story short, she made up a whole thing about how she was my college roommate and wanted my phone number. First of all, all of it was a lie. I'm pretty sure she gave her a fake name. And I'm just like, I'm just truly shook at how inappropriate and insane the whole scenario was. There's just so many things wrong with the whole interaction. Obviously my sitter didn't give her my number. She told her to send her a DM if she wants to contact me. Um, But I've completely deleted Marin from my social media. I'll never post her on here again. Save me the DMs lecturing me about the fact that I shouldn't have my kid on Instagram. Like, I don't need to hear that right now. If you don't see what is so wildly wrong with that interaction, I don't know what to tell you. But I hope for this person's sake I never find out who it is.
0: I called Jess to talk because I needed someone to connect with who had gone through something similar. And unlike some people, I wasn't going to make a live video and say, oh my gosh, look what happened to me in the Michaels parking lot. So yeah, I rang her up.
1: Hi. Hi. Oh, hang on. Sorry. Let me shut my door.
0: Yeah, no worries. Also, you're going to be able to hear my kids. asked her to walk me through step by step exactly
1: what happened to her. My babysitter was at the park with my daughter and we live in a small town, so everybody kind of knows everyone. And I've had people like reach out before on Instagram to say like, oh, I think I saw your daughter at the park. She's so cute. Or a friend of a friend will go up to my sitter and say, oh my God, is that, you know, Jess's daughter? And it's it's not weird to me because it's like, yeah, you know, obviously they've seen her picture online. I, that feels normal. But Uh, a woman approached my daughter in the park and addressed her by her name. And my sitter was kind of taken aback because it was just like, she went up to my daughter first and my sitter didn't recognize her. So she just kind of picked her up and went over to the swings and was like, that was weird. And then the woman came up to her again at the swings and told her this whole story about how we went to college together And we were college roommates. And the college that she said I went to, I didn't go to. So that was the first red flag for my babysitter. And then she told her this whole story about how she had bumped into my partner, Craig and I, downtown the week before, and we had had drinks, which also wasn't true, and then asked my babysitter for my contact information so that she could set up a play date with my daughter and her son. And that was when my babysitter was just like, this is not okay, took my daughter, got in the car, left the park, and immediately called me. And I flipped. I flipped my shit. First of all, the, the thing that I still can't wrap my head around, and I try not to think about it too much because I will spiral, is the lying like the made-up story. I don't understand that. I don't understand why she made up all these things. And I don't understand if she wanted to get in touch with me, why she wouldn't just send me a message on Instagram, which my babysitter told her to do. She didn't give out my contact information, so kudos to her. But yeah, I mean, I basically immediately hung up from that phone call from my babysitter and just wiped my daughter offline completely. This was
0: so much like what happened to me that it sent like this is a cliche, but it said chills down my spine and Jess just made the call. She made the decision so quickly the way that I think only a mother can do. She took her daughter's image offline. She's like, we're not doing this anymore. And this matters because Jess makes content about her life. So scrubbing any part of it means scrubbing parts of it that make her money. Let me put Jess Kirby's career in perspective so that we can understand what it meant for her business to take her kid off all of her pictures. Years and years ago, Jess moved to New York City, hoping to get a job in fashion. But let's be honest, getting a job in fashion or fashion magazines is really hard without connections or family money to support you while you work for free. So Jess was not any of those people. She wasn't. She started a blog, mostly just taking pictures of her outfits. And eventually she's like, fuck New York. She moved home to Newport, Rhode Island with her partner, kept posting things on the blog and on the social media. She started writing more and more about sustainable fashion. And then she got accidentally pregnant.
1: And so that, again, sort of shifted my content a bit, mainly just because my pregnancy was brutal. Once I finally shared that I was pregnant. It was just a lot of me talking about how difficult of an experience it was, partially because I could barely work. I could barely get out of bed for more than, more than half of it. And then it's kind of, you know, it's kind of just morphed from there.
0: It all morphed from there into an Instagram account with 137,000 followers. She's got a beautifully curated blog and there all of a sudden is- Bam, this career that supports her entire family. Are you at all worried about what your business not continuing to thrive with taking your daughter off? Or you're like, no, it's it's actually not gonna matter for me, for my bottom line.
1: No, yeah, I don't think it matters. Because like I said in the beginning, I knew I never wanted her, my business to rely on my daughter as part of my bottom line or partnership. So she was part of my content, again, because, you know, we have to remember a large portion of the content we share as content creators or influencers or bloggers or whatever you want to say is not paid. So that's a huge portion of the content I share. So mo- so the sh- content I was sharing with my daughter, it's not like I was getting paid for that. It's just, again, giving people a window into my life. But I think I can do that still in a way that doesn't include her or at least photos of her. So yeah, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm truly honestly not worried about that at all. You know, in a way it's probably why it was easy. It's easier for me to do it. You know, it's easier for me to just say, no, she's done because my, my bottom line does not, and has not ever relied on having her in my content. I imagine it becomes more difficult. When a huge part of your brand and your business involves having your kids in it.
0: And there are, and there are creators out there where so much more does depend on that. Yeah. Which is why I think there has to be grace for everyone to make their own decisions.
1: Right. So much to think about. Yeah. I, I, I'm telling you, your, your podcast put me into a little bit of a spiral. (laughs) (laughs)
0: well god I mean like I said it put put me into a spiral too it continues to put me into a spiral on a daily basis
1: but not in a bad way it just it really made me really critically think about a lot of things which I I think is good I think I was blissfully ignorant a little bit you know it took a really fucked up experience to make me completely reevaluate what I was doing
0: it always takes a fucked up experience to make us reevaluate yeah. what we're doing now.
1: Fair. Fair. I, like,
0: every, I mean, everything. Like I had yeah. to date like yeah. the most fucked up guys in New York yes. City to then be like, oh, I should marry this nice guy who really likes me and calls yes. me <laughs> Come on. Like that's what life is. You've got to fuck up to be able to like, yes. figure it out.
1: Yes. Totally. Totally.
0: I'd ask Jess Kirby how our audience reacted when she took her daughter off Instagram. Because if we know anything, it's that everyone has a reaction to what we do on the internet as women.
1: It was incredibly supportive, zero judgment, and sad. I think a lot of bloggers and people who are on Instagram talk about how they have great communities, and they do. And I feel like I have a phenomenal community. I mean, it really is an amazing group of mostly women that are just there for each other. And I think that, you know, there's, like I said, there's a lot of women who have kids my age or they're raising kids, women my mom's age, who have daughters my age, and also people without kids who just enjoyed that aspect of my life, of sharing my daughter, because it was joyful. And so there was a lot of sadness about me taking her off and not sharing her anymore. But it was all just basically like, we get it. And we're sad that this had to happen. But we support you 100%.
0: And here's the crazy thing. We're about to have, guys, guys, get ready for this. We are about to have that big aha moment. When Jess posted this video, she heard from a ton of other influencers, that they were thinking about doing the same exact thing. We've talked about it so many times, but I haven't done it. No one I know has done it. No one else has taken their kids off Instagram, but Jess did it. And now all these women are writing to her saying, mm, maybe it's time I take my kids off my Instagram feed.
1: It's It's really interesting because when I talked about like my decision to take my daughter off the internet after everything that happened, and one, I was met with, with, A lot of support, but I was also met with a lot of comments from friends of mine, many of whom have much bigger followings than I have. Kind of saying, you know, we're we're trying, we're we're phasing out having our kids online. And I I do I do wonder if we're going to see a movement of people more and more, not just people who live their lives on the internet. Everyone kind of rethinking having their kids online.
0: I think about this every day, taking my kids off the social media and still I don't do it. And then I hate myself for not doing it. And then I take another picture of them and I post it, maybe because I'm a terrible, terrible, selfish mother. And I said this to Jess. As much as I'm trying to phase my kids out, I do. like I, I. There's an adorable picture of them. where are like, hiking upstate. And I'm like, I want to show this to people. And I'm, yeah. I'm so curious. I'm like, what is that impulse in me that I want to show it to people? And like, I think about dissecting that all the time. And I'm not even making money here.
1: Right. Well, I, I think for me, because I've thought about this a lot over the last week, I thought about why, one, why am I so sad that like, I'm not going to share my daughter anymore online. I was relieved and sad at the same time. But also, why do I share her? And it, it really came back to like, I'm sharing her for me. It's not for her. Like, I'm sharing her because I like the validation. If I'm being frank, I I, I like that I have this community of people that's saying like, oh, my God, we love her. She's so cute. But that's not for her. That's for me same. And and I'm not I'm not saying that that's all bad. I think as mothers and as women, like we deserve validation. This point. This right here hit me really hard. We talked about
0: this all last season. None of this is anything new. But again, it's really hard to break a habit. And I wanted to ask myself, why do I share pictures of my kids? I said this before, too. I can blab about how I want their relatives to see them, blah, blah, blah. But if I'm honest, and it's freaking hard to be honest, it's all for me. It's just for me. Like I said, it it makes me feel like I freaking suck.
1: When I stripped it all away and I just asked myself the question, why are you sharing her? It was for me. I can't justify that, you know? So... And I'm not saying that to say like anyone should feel bad about sharing their kids online. I'm not. I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying it's all bad. It's just from for a, from a personal decision. It was like no, this is this feels right to just totally strip it all away. And and, and honestly, I have no regrets. I really don't. And I mentioned this before, but a lot of women who also do what I do saying, this is horrifying and this is making me rethink how I share my kids online. I think more and more people are just starting to evaluate their relationship with it and their relationship with social media in general. I deleted Twitter years ago. I don't even have a Twitter account. I don't go on Facebook and it's funny cause I have, I have friends who are kind of also in this world who are like, how do you not, you live in like a bubble, but you, your job is literally to be in, you know, an influencer, a blogger, an Instagram or whatever, but I've been able to make it work. I, I feel like there's this pressure when you do this for a job that you have to like be everywhere and do everything. And I found a way to do it without doing that. And I had to, I I had to for my own mental health. And also just because I want to live my life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be tied to my frigging phone all day. Social media and Instagram. It's, so brand
0: new and i don't think that we give ourselves and like we don't say enough about how new it is and how we don't know how to navigate it and we don't know what we're doing and so if we could just honestly ask these questions and i don't post your kids don't post your kids like i i feel i'm like i give everyone the grace to do what whatever i'm like don't put don't lock your kids in a dog cage but as long as you're not locking your kids in a dog cage then Cool. You do what is right for you, but I think hearing what other women are doing and why we're making those decisions, it helps all of us figure things
1: out a little bit better. Well, and to be honest with you, and I, I told you this when you had emailed me. I hadn't listened to your podcast before you had reached out. I listened to the whole thing afterwards, and when I listened to your sharing episode it just it sent me into a little bit of a spiral because all i thought about was like oh my god what am i doing even if it's with good intentions and you know i'm not quote unquote exploiting her i'm i'm putting her on the internet and she's a baby and what is that going to mean 5 to 10 years from now for her so that really freaked me out. <laughs> and and also, just honestly, I felt like, for me, validated my decision to not do it anymore. Okay,
0: so Jess inspired me once more to, again, reconsider what I'm doing. I just got back from a family vacation in Wyoming. It was lovely, really lovely. It was the best, and I posted a bunch of pictures of my family and my kids, and now... I've got to take them off. But I keep thinking about the economic realities of why I stay on Instagram. And this is an economic reality. I am not an influencer. We know that. Terrible being an influencer. But I do write books. And Instagram is a way that I reach people who might read my books. And I have a new novel coming out in the fall. Big plug, guys. Please pre-order it. Please, everybody, so I can get the fuck off Instagram. It's called We Are Not Like Them. It's really lovely. But I do. I really do most of my marketing on Instagram. And I can't just post books, 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 books all the time. That doesn't feel authentic. And besides, we know the Instagram algorithm won't give me any engagement from that. Instagram algorithm overlords want babies, babies, babies. And I... Uh... But okay, just ma- But Jess made me think. What does my Instagram account look like without my kids? What if I just wipe it? What if I wipe most of it clean? What if I take 80% of the pictures of my kids off my Instagram account? right now (sighs) so I did it I deleted my kids from my Instagram it was and I'm actually I'm hiding in the bathroom right now recording this so it's a little echoey and I'm sorry but it was a weird experience as I was deleting them I'm deleting these individual pictures There's this part of me that weirdly felt like I was erasing their existence, and part of me felt bad, like I no longer was acknowledging them as my children. But of course, that's just what the Instagram overlords want us to think, isn't it? And by the end of it, it felt kind of good. Not the deleting, but the just, the freedom of it the thought that I'm going to spend time with my kids without thinking about how I'll post their picture. What's going to happen next? What am I going to post in their place? Is anyone going to keep following me? Well, you guys are going to find out on season two. Season two is coming along quite nicely. Cannot wait to share it with you, and we might have another bonus before then too, so don't don't go too far away. I miss everybody this bonus episode was written and created by me joe piazza our executive producer and sorceress is emily marinoff and we received production help from abu zafar